Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. We give you weekly roundups of Walford life. Like Louise, I'm struggling to sleep, plagued by nightmares of Dark Martin, hoping the writers drop it like Cherie drop Patty, Connor. And I'm daydreaming about buying villas in Portugal with my very own Patty, Emma. What's coming up this week, Emma? We have your weekly roundup, of course, and your hero in Slapping Dan of the week. And Bailey's back. Back, back again. again. Yes, we read more chapters of Secret Passion. The fan fiction of the century. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But first, here's the jingle. Dun, 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 dun. You ain't my mother! Yes, I am! Get out of my pub! You need a slapping den! You bitch! You cow! Look at your coat. Hello, princess. Frank! Puppies in the fridge. Sausage surprise. Hope, Hope you, you enjoyed, enjoyed the fireworks. fireworks. Good, Good night. night. Did anyone notice anything new about the jingle? Some slight changes. Just a couple of little newbies in there. Yeah, I feel like it was got a little polish, a little 2020 polish. New year, new additions. Yeah, new us. It's like a transformation, <laughs> isn't it? Kept some classics in there. Added some new ones, like. Sausage surprise! Do you remember how long it took for Wood to actually like pick all of the right things and, and construct that jingle last week? Yeah, because we had to put it together with the old bits as well. Yeah. So it had to flow and still had to fit into the Trying to wonderful part where we're singing in the background. Oh, love that. <laughs> Speaking of singing, I hope everyone enjoyed our singing in the Sonyas. Oh, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? I mean, you know, we are the Sonyas <laughs> after all. <laughs> <laughs> I loved singing that. That only took one take as yes, well. Yes, that was actually one of our best ever creations, I think, because we literally wrote it in five seconds. Yeah, we both came up with it really quickly. We were yeah. just like, yeah, let's like, yep, yep, perfect, yep. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And then sang, sang it, it in one take. I was like, and wow. it's not like us. No, it's not, because normally it takes about three hours. I mean, Band-Aid, we had to think of how many different words were revealed. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, ooh, I like revelation. Revelation. We'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we hope you're happy with the winners of the Sonyas. I know I am. (laughs) But maybe I'm biased. (laughs) (laughs) We are obviously going to be posting them up on social media and everything. But if you want to listen to the whole event, we had some special guests, such as Sonia's Trumpet. Yes. Listen to our last episode and you can hear it all. took a long time to edit, so... (laughs) Speaking about going back and listening to some old episodes, this would be the perfect time, really, for people to go back and check out an old episode that we made a long time ago now. Well, today we are going to be carrying on with Secret Passion, the Bailey Owen fanfic. I mean, she won a Sonia. She so, won a Sonia. So she deserves another another look at, doesn't she? So if you haven't heard the first, I think it's three chapters, you can hear it in Smirking, Reacting and Problem Solving, which was, I think, episode 11, our mm-hmm. bonus episode. And today... We're going to be carrying it on with another few chapters, which we're very excited I about. Wait. I can't wait. Fan <laughs> fantasies is like one of my favourite segments. It's our favourite thing to record. So yeah, you can go and listen back to the previous stuff. There's a lot of smirking. A lot, lot of, lot lot of, of smirking. A lot of smirking. A <laughs> lot of inappropriate smiling. <laughs> so like little Cheshire cats. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, definitely check that out. Um, and before we, we crack on, I think... Maybe we should have some more chocolate. Oh, yes. Shame it's not a Keegan sandwich because I would kill for one of them. Really? I'd rather have a dairy milk. Last week, we wrongly claimed one of the storylines had died. Yeah. We featured it. 
in storylines we lost last year. It's been resurrected. Like Lazarus or Jesus, it's come back. It's back. He's back. Back again. (laughs) (laughs) Keegan's back. (laughs) Back again. Keegan's sandwiches are back. I don't even know where to begin. I was shocked when I saw them back on the screen because I was like, oh, we're doing this storyline again. Great. I, I would have thought you'll put another cockroach in it. We were like, it's dead. It's gone. It's gone. It's never coming back. Here it's it is. Back. It's back. Do you know what made me, like, it's always like been a question in my head. Where's he getting the funds for all these sandwiches? Oh, that is a good question. Because I was a bit like, does he go to investors? Because if he did go to investors, why have we not seen it? Wouldn't that be great if like Keegan went on Dragon's Den? I mean, they're both BBC <laughs> <Yeah>. shows. <laughs> or The Apprentice. Oh, love it. That would be so good. Love it. Why Imagine Keegan and that? Alan Sugar, who was obsessed with EastEnders anyway. Oh, yeah. That would be, what a match made in heaven. <laughs> Lord Sugar, make this happen. <gasps> yes. Get Keegan on your show. Oh, the other way around, get him on, on EastEnders. EastEnders. Why is <gasps> why is he not on EastEnders? Why have they never had this crossover before? He's like so on it as well with his tweets. I absolutely he is. Love, I love them. I, I love, love them. Keanu's not dead. See, I'm, told you so. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I just love it. That's why they need to do this. We need a Dragon's Den or like an apprentice crossover. And remember, Ikra has a business degree. So she'll be perfect. She'll be perfect. Why she never went on Dragon's Den and being like, this is our business. This is our turnover. Or like, you know, we've got a patent on these sandwiches. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah means just like, you can't paint the sandwich. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> God, I love Dragon's Den. <laughs> oh, I love The Apprentice. Oh, dear. We'll take one each. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> But yeah, I loved that they came back. Um, I'm really enjoying that Vinny's getting a bit of a storyline, like outside of the Panazars. And yeah, because new characters seem to take a while lately yeah. to get a storyline going. So it's nice that he's been brought in for something. It was weird. Yeah, it, it was. It was the quickest friendship ever. Ever. Probably ever on the show, yeah. Very strange how quick it suddenly just appeared <laughs> out of nowhere, but yes. They were like best friends after two seconds. <laughs> what do they have in common? <laughs> I have been wondering, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I do shady businesses. You it's do real businesses. Vinny was accusing him of clearly doing drugs to get the money that he, do- he gets. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that bit. <laughs> and then that now nice. they're friends. He was offended for two seconds and now they're friends. <laughs> well, that is the perfect way to become friends, don't you think? Like, <laughs> you know, just accuse someone of something. <laughs> Does that not win your friendship, Emma? I know it wins mine. (laughs) (laughs) I love a false accusation before we become friends. Lovely. Love it. Love it. It's a nice small talk. I was worried that Vinny and like the Panazars in general were going to become the next Ahmeds, you know, where like they literally have like all these random storylines pop up every now and again, then just forgotten. Miriam mugged. Miriam mugged. (laughs) Like, yeah, they're just totally forgotten and left by the wayside. Like, it's nice to say that Vinny is getting some level of a storyline. Even if it's not like some grand storyline, like, and it is just helping Keegan out, it's like nice to see that he's getting some interaction with other characters outside of the family. I have a lot of questions about this storyline, which won't surprise anyone. Shoot, shoot away. So, are they making the sandwiches at Ikra's? Because the way she walked out Mm. to give him everything and make sure he went off on his way, looked like they were making them there. Yeah, like, I'm confused on... He keeps on... changing ways he's making them, and I don't get the laws and all this. Yeah. We need someone who specializes <laughs> in, like, food distribution law. Because me and Emma watch these, and we get very, very confused on the certificates needed, the kind of, like, 
hygiene ratings. <laughs> I mean, come on. We're all human. We all know that our kitchens, whilst some people, you know, can keep them very tidy. I don't imagine that Keegan's kitchen is very tidy and would pass any sort of food hygiene. I just don't look at him and think, yeah, that his kitchen's going to be spotless. We've all seen Karen Taylor's kitchen. <laughs> that is not spotless. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm just wondering where the food hygiene rating's coming from. How is he getting this out the door? Do they have any other sort of like legal legal right to even do it in that house? I want to know this. And my other one is, when did he pass his test? And how can he suddenly drive yes. a moped? Yes. When did he do that? And when did he get the logo for the business? We never even saw that. None of this. Maybe it's just because Ikra is so good because of her business, business degree. degree. So she yeah. just like, I'll just whip up a logo right now. <laughs> like right before like that episode aired. I'll just quickly whip that up. I now. mean, she'll have done a good business plan. Oh, she'll have Because of her one. business degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The business degree will have helped. She went on Dragon's Den, she'll get a definite deal I that. would like a spin-off of Ikra using a business degree to set up Keegan sandwiches. Oh, why do we not have that? Why do we not have that? <laughs> An Ikra spin-off. I like how she doesn't do anything with him. She just does all the background stuff and lets him go ahead and do everything. Yeah, I am. And she's just going, Keegan, you've got to go now. I am worrying that now that Vinny's getting the storyline with Keegan, that <laughs> Icarus just disappearing. Are they now just getting rid of all the Ahmeds now? Like, disappear you all. I mean, Habiba hasn't been seen for months. God, where is Habiba? <laughs> Did she run off with Adam when he got that, like, bin through with his face? Like, no one's seen her? No. She wasn't even there for that and she was a no, part of that story. She was one of the main reasons this all happened. She was having the first affair. Bizarre, isn't it? So confused. I have to say, did love that they're being all topical. They're being all topical again because of these stopping searches. Big in the news. It's big in Parliament. I did not expect Keegan's sandwiches, you know, like a random little business in the square, to suddenly become the centre of, like, stop and search. I'm, like, loving it. I wonder if they're going to go further with it. Yeah, I'm wondering what they're going to do with that, because obviously he's been stopped before. Yes. And they have said there's a big thing coming up with Keegan and Tiffany. Do we think it's going to be a racism storyline, a stop so, and search storyline? Yeah, I wonder line? if they're going to go along those lines. Mm. And obviously that meant he was late for Grey. Yes. And Grey was really angry about that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm. so angry that he ordered another sandwich. Yeah, so he ordered another sandwich that arrived at the same time as Keegan. There's a lot of sandwich delivery like, businesses, yeah. isn't there? It's too it's, much in the market here. There's a lot of, yeah, they've <laughs> saturated the market. It's only Walford at the end of the day. <laughs> it's like, it's a Just small place. Just around that place. square. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Ian's like terrified that his businesses are going to fail. There's so many sandwich <laughs> shops. But this guy arrived at the same time. So I was like, great, you could just let him off and just... Get more sandwiches it's for the meeting. It's not a big deal. It's literally your brother-in-law. <laughs> but he's shown his true colours there. He has, hasn't isn't he? Isn't he? Mm. Mm. So yeah, that wasn't wasn't great for Keegan's sandwiches for the first, well, I'm assuming it's the first day. Ah, presume Not 100% on this. Yeah. I'm not sure how many sandwiches he's been really selling. But Gray's obviously his main customer because he's the one that... The only customer. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that kind of kicked off this whole thing and this idea. Yeah. So he's the one he's kind of targeting at the moment, even though he knows he's already like so obsessed with this other guy because he's the one who he talked about. He's like, Keegan, you could yeah. be like him. It is funny, like, all these sandwich shops just made me think of, like, our sandwich shop. Well, Do you remember? so weird. Went past it the other day because we used to have one opposite school yeah, and opposite everyone, school. Used everyone used to go there. Everyone used to Never guess what the sign outside says. What? Vinny's. No. <laughs> <gasps> no way. Oh, my God. Maybe that's the new storyline. Maybe they're going to go with Vinny takes over cake and sandwiches. Turns it to Vinny's. Duh. Duh. So, whereas Keegan's business is skyrocketing to the stars, 
Chantal's love life is plummeting to the earth. Yeah, it's not a great time for Chantal. We've seen her renew our vows. We thought that would be a really great time. Unfortunately. But that was strange as well, wasn't it? Because yeah. all of the wedding venues cancelled and then one mm. did ring her back, but she decided no, no because she was clearly having second thoughts about this whole thing. Because You'd have of about second, third, fourth. Yeah, because <laughs> of everything that's gone on. Mm. But the whole time behind her back, known for fine fact she didn't want it, mm-hmm. he was planning with her family as a lovely surprise. Except it's not. To it's, do it. It's like a shotgun wedding, isn't it? And she had that moment where she nearly didn't mm. do it. It was so sad, wasn't it? It was yeah. like really tense. You were just like, God, Chantel, just run to the Bloodman Hills. Like, just get out of this blue place. Just tell run, everyone. Run, run, run. run. But it's like, not that easy. Of course it's not. And they're handling it really well. They've been yeah. very subtle with a lot of these things. Like, obviously, we've got these kind of subtle hints that he might have, you know, raped her, essentially, or tried to make her pregnant because he's obsessed with having oh, this other child. Oh, it's awful. It's like we tweeted, she's not a stocking. You can't just keep stuffing children into her. Do you know what I mean? Like, if she doesn't want a child, you can't force her grey. And then they obviously went away on a holiday. We didn't see what happened there, but they came back a little bit, you know, not great. He's <laughs> still hoping for a baby. He's still trying. He's still desperate. And she's just... I feel like Chantal looks so weak and vulnerable at the moment. Like, yeah. she's very down. She's been broken down. You've seen it. Whereas before their vows and everything, we saw this attempt to try and to take back some control, some power. I think EastEnders have handled this really well. Mm. Because, as you know, I've done documentaries on like yes, stalking and coercive control and yeah. all that. Domestic abuse. Yeah. You've, you've done a lot on that. And it's shown exactly what these women and men mm. happens to men as well yeah. show on the outside when they're speaking to other people everything's roses it's fine yeah everything's great but inside it's not and the struggle to tell someone because they know the impact this is going to have on them yeah i have to say as well Eastenis is doing this and i don't know if it's like a deliberate attempt but they're doing it really well where the chantel we see walking around the square and socializing with people when she does completely different she gets into the house she's very scared very timid very reserved and it's such a good mirror isn't it of like what it's really like for these women and men like who are in these situations they're doing really good with gray as well because one the lads he's always having a mm-hmm. laugh outside mm-hmm. so everyone sees him as good old gray yeah yeah and they don't have a clue what he's like do with you, her do you know i also love that they picked a good looking man to play yeah. because it's so easy isn't it for us to always think that like the villain the baddie's got to look like some horrible misshapen troll or something when like, in reality it is it is it, him it could be you gray yeah it could be a, a mr gray it could be someone who's they, they tend to be people who are you know charismatic mm-hmm. and things that's how they get these people hooked on them like and con- under their control like they've done very well with this storyline and like obviously everyone else agrees because <laughs> They won a Sonia's last week, didn't they? They did. They won Best Newcomers. They did. They won Best Newcomers. And rightly so. Their storyline has been kicking off great. It's been making huge waves. And it, I just love that they're bringing so much light to this topic. When you're doing a storyline like this, people can relate or people can learn from it. Mm-hmm. Or just be made more aware. Especially if you're a family member. Yes. You can maybe start to think, hang on. Are these signs... Our friend. Yeah. Because it's not easy to go and tell someone... Exactly. This is happening. Exactly. As you see, Chantel, she's worried to tell people what he's really like. Yeah, a whole family doesn't even know. A whole family Like, as soon no as clue. her family do anything wrong, like, so Karen had a party, mm-hmm. you thought, 
Oh God, what's going to happen to Chantel? I know. Keegan's late with the sandwiches. What are you going to do with Chantel? Yeah, that is so good about EastEnders at the moment because but they he's that charismatic it. guy who takes the family yes. on and is like, oh, I love you guys. Don't worry, the, mm-hmm. nothing's wrong. But really, he hates them. He yeah. just wants her to himself. And that's what's so great about it. I just think they've really done this storyline fantastically. Because like you say, we viewers, we sit there every time something nice happens or something good happens for Chantel. We're all sitting there going, oh my God, what is going to happen to Chantel when she gets into that house? It's got us all nervous. And like, I do actually like the way they do that because... Mm. Because obviously no one else knows on the square. Yes, of course. But you're watching it and as soon as Karen does something wrong, you think, God. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. So like as soon as she had that New Year's party, everyone watching was thinking, Mm, oh, my God, something's going to happen. And of course it did. She ended up breaking her arm. I say she ended up breaking her arm. Oh, that bit broke my heart when she was the one apologizing, saying it was her fault and she's the reason for it. Horrible. It's not? It's not her fault. It's his fault. He's got serious issues. I love how the therapist now disappeared. Do you remember when he was going to go to the oh, therapist? Yeah. That's yeah. not happening anymore. That's not happening anymore. He's just back to, you know, being his good old self. Like, And now we've seen Chantel basically cut herself off a bit. Yeah, so she came back from a holiday. Mm-hmm. Everyone acted like they'd been away for a very long time, yeah. didn't they? I did think about Oh my God, like, you're back. It was like when she met with Jags as well. Like... Oh, yeah, and like they'd never met before. Yeah. That was weird. It was so weird. Like, remember me? Well, yeah, you met a couple of weeks ago. We've already done this. <laughs> Do you remember you called that bog brush? <laughs> and then she forgot to pay for the milk, and he bought 100 rolls of toilet roll. Why does he need that was much toilet roll? But obviously... Maybe I don't want the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I don't want that. Obviously, Grey doesn't like the relationship she has Hates with Jags. Hates yeah. Hates So, it. she's now trying to cut herself off from them. Mm-hmm. But obviously she's broke her arm, so everyone wanted to go around and say she was okay. Yeah. I love Jags. Sweet as anything, but probably shouldn't have went around to her house because now she's just going to get beaten for it. Why did he take toilet roll <laughs> as a present? And also, why did he invite himself round? Yes, they've just met again, but it wasn't like a case of come round whenever. Yeah, yeah, like come round for she a She was joking, tea. like, oh my God, we're going to be like neighbours. Didn't say, yeah, come round tomorrow. Yeah. Whenever you like. Put your feet up, I'll make you a coffee. She never really said no, that, she did didn't, she? Jags. Do you know who else I find strange for them to have come over? So Jags, one thing, because Jags obviously knows her, like yeah. he's known her for years. But Karat, mm. very invested in Chantel. I think he's a major player in this. Mm. I see a future there. Oh, mm. are we seeing some Charat? Oh. <laughs> Where the big bad K and Chantel are hooked up, oh. shacked up. I'm wondering if he's the one to figure it all out and... Mm. And expose I quite like them as a pair. I do actually. Yeah. I have to be honest. I mean, I sorry, like Jags, because yeah, how sorry. awkward is that going to be? Sorry, Jags. Yeah, he fancies her, so it's awkward. Sorry, but if it was Karat or oh, or Jags, I mean, there's no contest. There's no contest. Is that I love him, but like, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I would much prefer as as Bailey said, Jags is an antelope. And oh, I mean, the way he was following her around, oh. just make it more obvious. Jags is an antelope. Karat is a lion. Like, you know, <laughs> Chantel and Karat are so more suited to each other. Oh, yeah. Like, come on. You would. You would over <laughs> over Jags. You would. And Bailey should just go for, like, David Attenborough's job now. I'm sorry. Like, that was excellent. I mean, yeah. She was saving the planet. Now she's she, she knows all yeah. her animals. I'm loving and it. And she's really good with the stars as well. Maybe she's a bit of a Brian Cox. Ooh. She's going to go sail around the world and <laughs> tell everyone about, like, you know, global warming. I'd love that for her. 
<laughs> the Greta Revex. Yes. Yeah. Why is Bailey not that? That would be excellent. I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into arguments with political leaders. <laughs> I love that. So whilst we're hypothesizing about Bailey's future as a, a world-saving activist, I think the real thing we need to be talking about is where does the future lead for Grain Chantel if she does get with Karan? So the Mitchells haven't really been out of their house since Christmas. No. Suspicious. Yeah, no one thinks that's odd. Keanu goes missing. The Mitchells are constantly in the house. <laughs> Always talking in the doorway if people come around. Avoiding. You know, make sure they're at the door to go back out. Avoiding <laughs> questions about Keanu. Like, you know, <laughs> not a suspicious activity going on, but nah. No, mm. not them. Nothing, nothing happened. suspicious. I'm glad to say that it's not, you know, traumatizing them or eating them up inside. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Louise screaming in the night, <laughs> tossing and turning. <laughs> I love how the house is so full, but no one could hear that. Yeah. No one could hear our screams. No, it's like, it's like a horror film. Is it? What's that film called? Alien. You know where it says the taglines in space, no one can hear you scream. It's literally like that. Oh my God. In the Mitchells, no one can hear you scream. It's so like that, isn't it? She just sits there like crying her pillow and no one comes up to say she's all right. You know what we need to find out? Mm? Who has more people in the house or who has had? Because if you think... Who builds these houses? Yeah, we've always said the Mitchells have always been through stages yes. of having a lot of people in the yes. house. The Slaters in Christmas 2018. Yep. Wow, they had so many in there. That that's a, that was a lot of people. The Beals, before Chuck and Kathy out, they had quite a lot. Yeah, they did, didn't and they? And obviously Lola and Ben, they got chucked out too. Oh, yeah. Ian's chucking them all out. He needs the space. He just needs more room <laughs> for when, when, you know, Peter comes back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. And I have to say, I love that we opened like that episode with Louise, you know, the, the Louise-centric episode, basically, yeah. where it opened with her like tossing and turning in the middle of the night with her like, obviously, our little like nightlight on. I was like, just turn that thing off. Clearly, it's not helping. <laughs> like, you've just got all these twinkle stars all hour, and, like, it's not helping you sleep. Maybe just get up and watch the telly. Yeah, do You're something else. Sleep. You're not going to sleep, love. Put some Netflix on. Put some Netflix on. Get yourself a throw. Sit downstairs <laughs> on the couch. Watch some Netflix. No wonder baby Peggy woke up. I know. With her mother sitting there, like, shaking the quilt all hour, throwing the pillows all hour. <laughs> like, no wonder that poor Ben's not sleeping. <laughs> I did love how now, like, Ben has become the surrogate dad to Peggy as well. Oh, yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> I was like, was he really that great with his own daughter, though? I like their new bond that they've got. I have to it say, I do like that. It's stronger than ever. Yeah, I'm enjoying Look that. Look what happens when your dad makes you all kill someone. <laughs> Nothing like a bit of murder <laughs> and misery to bring a family together. <laughs> <laughs> that's his that's for you yeah nothing like a terrible dark secret to take to your graves together like it is nothing it is, bonds a family more no nothing bonds a family more than trauma you know. <laughs> this week will be sponsored by Phil Mitchell's family bonding <laughs> <laughs> I love it yeah um, Louise can't sleep and Ben's obviously mind you when she said that I did think that was a bit of a horror film line I was like Jesus there's a nightmare on tree is Freddy Krueger stalking Louise like you know she's like I just can't sleep to like Ben and Phil. It's like, the way they have no sympathy. No, they don't, do they? They're just like, don't tell anyone. Ben has a little <laughs> bit of sympathy to like sit with her and stuff. Yeah. But Phil literally just oh. leaves the room. Phil's like, you can't tell anyone. She's weak as and shit. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. literally looking at her like she's the weak link. She's going to say something. I think so. needs to just remind um, Phil that this is also the daughter that he loved so much that he chased a woman to the edge of a cliff for. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, I think Phil has forgotten the real meaning of family. Speaking of Lisa. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> there she is. There she is. With Louise. Louise is out the house now. She is. She's, she's allowed out. out. She's popped out for a bit. And Lisa surprises her with something. Obviously, I mean, she we all knew. Surprised us, but we all knew it was going to happen. <laughs> we knew it was going to happen because it's Lisa. A villa in Portugal. Oh, Let's brilliant. move to Portugal. Mel left us a villa. How the heck did she know she was going to die? She wrote that will very quickly, didn't she? Mel didn't know she was going to be hit by a truck. She must have consulted Mystic Moe. Maybe. Like, Look at her powers. She uh, brought she Daniel brought back. Daniel back, so, <laughs> you know. She didn't do anything, huh? She knows everything. <laughs> she knows everything. Unless, ages ago, mm-hmm. when Mel wrote a will, because she loves Lisa so much, she and does, as I yeah. said, they are... Best friends to the end. Yeah. She left everything to her anyway, so it was mm. always going to go to her if she died. I don't know. That would be the only realistic yeah. thing I can think of. I was then a bit Mel like, from beyond the grave leaving her villa. Like wrote it down. <laughs> it's mostly ghostly. Mel's come back and wrote a little will. <laughs> I was like, hmm, she got hit by a truck. You can't really predict yeah. that's going to happen. How did she know she was going to get hit by a truck after hearing her son's name, her son's <laughs> voice calling out to her from beyond the grave? Like, yeah, not something you can really prepare for, is there? Is it? Like, that would be a bit difficult to to imagine what we want to see is a lisa spin-off in portugal so so much oh my god that would be amazing could you imagine lucy benjamin and and louise like just ruling the world maybe even bumping into grant or keanu oh, or yeah. should i say adrian oh yes adrian <laughs> poor adrian we all know he's gone to portugal it's very awkward it's very awkward um but yes it was a bit it was a bit funny isn't it because you got this strange little dynamic on that episode where louise went to her mother um, for you know like some comfort some some sort of care and like some sort of level of kindness that she's definitely not getting at home and then went to the other very important motherly figure in her life who's been very important throughout Louise's life Sharon and gave her slapping down yeah, by she, accident yeah she didn't go there for some motherly advice there she went there to Vent her fury, vent her feelings. And I have to say, I absolutely love that performance. I love that Louise. That Louise was amazing. That's the Louise we want to see more of. Yes, she absolutely rocked. She I was don't like, want to leave now, I'm quite no, enjoying it. No, I was like, please don't go. <laughs> she's not just being bratty, she's got like some meaning behind it. Yeah. Like this. It's well deserved, isn't it? Like, yeah, like she brought back up those points that I love when they bring things back. I love that. Like she gave Sharon the chance to say if she was having a thing with Keanu Mm -hmm. and then she said how at that point she swore on Denny's life yeah that she wasn't and how could you swear on your son's life it was was great a great little throwback love that and then obviously she accidentally slapped her as well that was awkward um but like I have to say the best thing that came out of the whole Sharon versus Louise it wasn't their arguments it wasn't the words that they said wasn't even the slapping Dan it was Kathy getting exposed <laughs> as a crone. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Finally, after months and months of us saying that Kathy's <laughs> evil, she's been exposed for the heartless wench that she really is. Well, she's been hypocritical. Yeah. This is a woman who has also had an affair. Yeah. With she had Buster. one with Buster, yeah. who was at the time going out with Shirley. Mm-hmm. I know he was a minor character, but I won't forget. No, nope, we don't forget here at A20. We don't forget. We don't forget and we don't forgive. I just find it so weird how all the Mitchells and like... Kathy. Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> seem to forget about all the bad things they've done or that Phil's done. Yes. And they all seem to take Phil's side and care about family. 
Phil's a deplorable human being. Yeah. All of the Mitchells have done things like flipping. Lola was trying to do a whole money scam. Well, this is what I don't get. Like, like Lola's saying all this to Sharon when she saw her. Mm. I was like, literally, the reason you came back was to steal money from Phil Mitchell? Yeah. Like, we don't even need to go down the road about what Ben's done that's bad because he's done a lot of bad things. <laughs> and like, then Jay's sat in the cafe. Right? Don't, like, <laughs> don't even with this bit because this just made me laugh. Are you really going to go against Phil? Was it to Billy? Yeah. I was like, he can do what he wants because how many times have you done it? Yes, <laughs> Jay has done it so many times as well. I love Jay. You, Everyone who listens yeah, knows we that do. I, I love Jay. But He's great, but this time he's wrong. Yeah, he is so wrong. Do we all not remember when Jay went against Phil when Phil told him not to help Mel prepare the funeral? Jay totally helped her. He let her into the funeral parlor and everything, despite Phil saying not to. Like, all of them have done bad things. You can't just have a go at Sharon. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. And Kathy... And you certainly can't do it. She's pregnant. She needs somewhere to stay. I, I just I just can't... <laughs> I can't stand this, Kathy. I liked old Kathy before yeah. she died. Old Kathy was lovely, kind, um, gentle, and, you know, quite a... I love that before she died, by the way. Before she died, yeah. Because like, <laughs> something's went wrong. She's died and come back, like, possessed by a devil or something. Because she has come back... She's d- given it's drugs to and is, isn't it? She's given drugs to Rainy. She's like cheated with Buster. She's she's done so many s- shady things that it's like it's like what the heck's happened to her? We said it first here. We noticed how much of a crone and how evil she was since she had returned from the dead. So she's like, it's me or Sharon, and Ian tricks his own mother out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> evil must you know run in the family because. Ian doesn't care about his mother. I have to say, as much as I dislike Kathy, that was the weirdest situation <laughs> I've ever seen. He has chosen Sharon over his own mother, the woman who gave him life. Did pretend to be dead for a long period of time. True, so maybe that's Maybe that's, that's in the back of his mind right mm, now. Maybe. Who knows? Or maybe Ian's just thinking... Or maybe he's thinking he can get with Sharon. Another <laughs> wife? I think he's thinking with his pants right now. Yeah. But... You've got to commend him on being the only person mm. who realises a pregnant woman has nowhere to live. And needs to be treated like a little bit better than getting slapped in the face and thrown to the floor. Maybe Kathy shouldn't have really offered the situation up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she yeah. should have just went, okay, I'll just stay. How is it that Kathy cannot forgive Sharon for obviously the past that went on between them and Phil? Yeah, yeah. But how is it that she blames Sharon but not Phil? Because she moves in with Phil. I do not know. She moves in with Phil and gets a little slave boy named Denny because he was carrying <laughs> her bags. So I was like, how old is Kathy? She's not flipping. She's not unable to carry her bags. Just carry them across the square. Who knows how old she is? She is so youthful. She's feeding on the life force of all the young children in the square. <laughs> Watch out, Denny. <laughs> I love, though, after she moved in and like all the Mitchells were kind of like forming around each other once more, the barriers are back up. Ben and Louise had this really lovely little moment together where, like, all the other Mitchells are, and all the other people who are in this kind of, like, we hate Sharon camp, they're all off in the different rooms, not listening, doing their own thing. Ben and Louise have this, like, lovely little touching moment where Ben basically admits that giving up Callum was the hardest thing he's ever done, but it was a choice between Phil or Keanu. Like, essentially, yeah, it like, was like he had to kill one of them. Kill one of them. And that, in turn, meant he had to get rid of Callum and Louise. And Keanu. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it's so sad because they do have that in common. Like, Louise has lost, uh, potentially, like, I one of the biggest I just don't get it. Life. It's like, 
Phil's put his children in this situation. I just don't get how... It's so bad, isn't it? I know they're not okay with it, but they, they're still fine with Phil. Yeah. In a way, like, they're still sitting with him and chatting with him. I wouldn't be able to look him in the eyes anymore. No. Well, what's weird Because he's blackmailed them. He's like, so <laughs> he's going to kill himself or they kill him. And it's like, you were never going to do that, Phil. Phil has literally exposed himself to be probably one of the worst dads ever at this point, which is really strange because you think about Phil, his children were his life. Sharon isn't even as important as his children if you go back to all these standards. Like, one of the reasons why she left was because she couldn't give Phil a, a child. Desperately wanted to, to see Ben. Was devastated when, like, Kathy took him away. All these different things. And you think, can Phil not remember those things? Like, where's that Phil gone? Because Phil's now just so obsessed with spiting Sharon and getting revenge on Keanu that he's just destroyed his children. I just refuse to believe EastEnders would not have a Watts Mitchell baby. That is Phil's. That is so Phil's. All of this has happened. I think it is a case of the all going to think, oh my God, mm-hmm. we've killed him, all this, and actually he's alive. And yeah, yeah. He'll probably turn back up. You know you know that is why they're yeah, going for? There was no Julia's theme. We're convinced. We're convinced. No Julia's theme. He's alive. Yeah, I think Louise and him might leave together. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Probably. Or like Lisa and Louise. Well, will obviously Lisa will be going to Portugal. We'll meet up with them or something. <laughs> yeah, it'll be something. From one dad to another. Uh, I would say from one bad dad to a, a better dad, but really, they're both deplorable dads. <laughs> it's Doc Martin. Oh, God. So Bex is there for Louise. Mm-hmm. Even though Louise was never there for Bex. Yeah, never. <laughs> Even after she tried to kill herself, Louise basically just talked about herself for the entire week. that really weird moment where you ask, have you heard from Keanu? And Louise can't turn around and go, Hmm. Well, actually, Bex, my dad employed someone who turned out to be your dad without even realising to shoot Keanu. So, yeah, your dad might have killed someone. Yeah. I'm interested by it, though, because this whole Bex, Louise, Martin, Ben. Triangle. Yeah. Triangle, rectangle. Rectangle, maybe, yeah. I love it. I just love that she's so relevant. She no longer has her own storyline. She now has to be, like, wedged into this one. That poor thing. I feel so sorry for Bex. She was a really great storyline and she's been a fantastic character. To me, Martin coming back and being with Bex would have been a better better storyline. And focusing on Bex's mental health. That would have made more sense to me than Dark Martin. What is the purpose then of Dark Martin? We've spent like four months of like him being awful. Has it been that long? Poor Bex has just been left. She's just been forgotten. All her, like, suicide has just been forgotten. Louise didn't give a toss about that, so I don't know why Bex. Bex is the best person in that square. She cares about everyone in that square, and no one cares about her. So Louise left Bex. (laughs) Yeah. Again. Again. (laughs) (laughs) And went to see Martin and wanted to know what he'd done to Keanu. Mm. Okay, (laughs) brutal. (laughs) How did you kill him? Exactly, how did you kill him? (laughs) But then, did he say anything about me? I love that. (laughs) Old Louise is back in an instant. Old Louise, was it about me? Or was it about her? (laughs) (laughs) It was about her, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh, God, I love it. Also, why was Martin, like, skating around it? Why doesn't he just tell her the truth? We all know in three months' time, it's it's going to come out. Someone's going to. I mean, when you pick... Martin to kill someone <laughs> and then Linda turns up, you know it's not going to go the way you planned. Yeah. Maybe Ben should have thought that one through. Maybe he did. Creepy Leo is back. <laughs> and now he's got a stall. So he's taken creeping to a whole new level. 
He really is, though. He's named it Night and Way. Night is in the Chav spelling. Oh, N-I-T-E. lovely. Two K seven. Do you remember that? Yeah, I love that. Two K seven. And it's an anagram of Whitney Dean. Oh God. How I didn't gross. even realise until everyone else was really clever on Twitter. Gotta love Twitter. I didn't even notice. And then as soon as everyone was saying it, I was like, oh my God, you guys are like so smart. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the smartest people in the world. Twitter people are. I'm sorry. All EastEnders fans on Twitter or all EastEnders fans in general. Just, just in general. Just the fact that what she EastEnders makes them makes superior. Them yeah, yeah. It does. That, that is the superior race. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We should rule the Very world. Very <laughs> good. Love that the writers did that. So funny. So like... So clever. Clever. Very on. I love it. I, I love, love that it. Leo was standing there in his, what seemed to be Sainsbury's uniform. Oh my God. Didn't it look like one? It did. <laughs> to it sell really his products. <laughs> Do you think he does part-time there and then I part-time just, on the stall? I just love that he just got a stall without any issue. Yeah. He's just parked up there next to Whitney, the person he's stalking. No issue there. Oh, God. I mean, some people had an issue, like oh, Martin. Martin, I'll sort them out. <laughs> Oh, what do you mean, get Linda to? Yeah, you couldn't even kill Keanu Martin. <laughs> Stop pretending you're dark. No one <laughs> buys it anymore. You can't sit with us! I feel like that's... Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's like <laughs> that, isn't it? I feel like it's gone down that way where it's like, Stop trying to make dark Martin happen! <laughs> I like how him and Kush were trying to threaten him and I was like... E, bless them. Yes, aren't that threatening. They, they Sorry. Are. They're not. They're lovely. They're cuddly. They're lovely. They're gorgeous. But when I... If they start threatening me... I just wouldn't be threatened. There would be a different reaction internally. <laughs> I would probably be more like, you know, well, we all know where that's going. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm sorry, like Kush and his pumpkin would not scare me. Neither would Martin and his green grossing. <laughs> green grossing. Well, he literally is a green grocer again now, isn't he? He's gone back yeah. to his stall. No one cares. He's gone straight back to his stall. No one cares about what he's been up to. Nah. No. Nah. Maybe debt collection's dried up. Maybe. Maybe. Let's go back in the stall. Maybe the economy's down a bit for, for Albert Square. It's ever since there. Tubbs has gone missing. <sighs> Seriously. Yeah. Where is Tubbs? Are we ever going to get an answer to where is Tubbs? Maybe he'll open a stall opposite Martin. <laughs> 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 I just love it. And I love that. Like, an anagram of Martin Fowler. Oh, that would be everything, wouldn't it? Please. Who wants Tubbs having his own stall that has an anagram of Martin Fowler's name? That would just be everything. I just love this whole extension into the Leo storyline, I have to say. It is crazy and it's perfect. It fits his character brilliantly because what else would Leo have done? It took a strange turn now because he was hating her because of his dad. Yes. And that was the original reason he was trying to get to her. Mm -hmm. But now it's because he's in love with her and sees this being betrayed by his dad as a bond yeah that is odd and i also don't understand when he kind of came to this conclusion that he was betrayed by his dad because we've not really seen that like he must have done this off screen because the last we saw him yes he kind of accepted a, a level of what whitney was saying but he was still pretty much crazy leo yeah and then it was it christmas around then when yeah. he told her he loved her yeah but like I don't understand why the shift has gone towards his dad, who he's obsessed with. Now he's just like, no, no, my dad was evil and I agree. Now I'm obsessed with you, Whitney. 
marry me. And Sonia's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not. I love it. Sonia's like proper protective. She's like gone, she's gone full on protective lioness here, hasn't she? She's like, get off of my patch. <laughs> 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 Even Whitney says that she's got to deal with this herself and Sonia and Martin can't get involved. I was really scared for her when she went on the date with him. God, when he crept up on her though, and was like, you go on a date with me. And it was a bit like, where, oh. yeah, it was following her around and then you had a feeling he was going to turn up and then he wasn't there whenever she turned. Yeah. And then he picked up, was it the keys? Yeah, 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 picked them up for her. So nah. creepy. Can I just awful. say, it was like a horror film at that point, you know, where like they keep thinking they see the killer and then he disappears. Yeah. Like, that's what it was a bit like. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> it's, gone, it's gone all Halloween now. But I was also worried for her when she uh, went on the date and was saying all the stuff like... Yeah, whenever... I don't love you. This is going to stop. I do have to say, I absolutely love what she said to him. She was like, I'm never going to sleep with you. Yeah. I just love that. I mean, come on, Leo. It ain't going to happen. It's never going to happen again, Leo. You totally tricked her. You are a crazy person. She's never going to. You are the son of her abuser. Can I just say, though, he is playing that role so, so well. well. He's got he? it down. Because you're fascinated by him and you're mm. taken in by him, but then you hate him and he's got the character yeah, yeah. spot on. Yeah. Because, you know, again, I've done a lot of documentaries on stalking yes. and EastEnders. Well, blum and done. I was going to say... You have got this right. I was going to say, what do you think, as someone who's obviously done a documentary on, like, stalking, what do you think of the Leo storyline? With Whitney, it's her part that I think's done really well because mm. she wants to handle this on her own. Yeah. She's obviously going to see Jack, seeing what can be done, and Jack's telling her the absolute truth. There's nothing. You've got to keep this list mm. and... There's nothing really can be done unless he has all this evidence. Yeah. And that's the sad truth. It is sad, isn't it? I like the realistic bit they've put in there because it's not easy and they are showing the struggles mm -hmm. and how that should be changed. I love it. And I think with the help of EastEnders... It will. It can change. It's those moments, like the topical moments that, that are really good where they bring a bit of real life into, this, into the show. Because I think not only does it get the message out to people who are in those situations, but it also highlights it to like... I'm not just saying this, but it highlights it to the rest of society. The, you know, politicians will take more notice. The the law and things like that will also take more of a notice. Yeah, and they haven't put a jokey element on no. it. Because that's always the worry when they do this kind of storyline. Because you think, yeah, that oh, becomes too. He's only just following Whitney. He's not. He's been Everyone, horrible. He is following Whitney. You've got to take this yeah. seriously. Everyone feels like he's scary. Yeah. They yeah. picked two people who work so well in those roles, mm. and I couldn't think of two better people to do it. Yeah, they're, they're killing it. They're killing it. So, yeah, I've got to commend EastEnders on this. It's brilliant. Brilliant work from EastEnders. And if you are wanting to listen to my documentary, mm. if it's going to yeah. help anyone or you know anyone that it could help, it is called It's Not Your Fault. So just check that out on SoundCloud. Check that out. And hopefully that can help you or someone you know. Well, with Billy and Karen back together, it's only right, honey dates Mitch. Hmm. Didn't see that coming. No. Not against it. Love it. Yeah, quite liked it. Yeah. I surprised myself. Um, I'm all for it. Is it what would their shipping name be? Hitch? Hitch. Oh, yeah, Hitch. I like Hitch. I like Hitch. I like Hitch. Although it sounds a bit like an itch, but I don't know. <laughs> I like it. I like it better than Mooby or something like Ugh. that. Oh, still goes to shivers thinking of it. No, not okay. Yeah, I loved it. And also, can we just talk about the fact that Mitch is basically the first person who's ever used that line to pick honey up? No one's ever done it yet. I mean, we've heard some bad ones. Heard some really bad ones. But I mean, come on. Be the honey to my jam. Genius. How has no one <laughs> thought of that? How has Billy not thought of that? I mean, of course she was going to say yes. I would. <laughs> I would. If Mitch used that, I mean, I suppose with a name like Connor, you can't really do the same joke. But 
if my name was Honey. <laughs> yeah, what would you use for Emma? Mm. Be the Emma to my Connor. <laughs> we have used Ron, actually. We said, you're the Aunt Babe to my Sylvie. Oh, true. I still stand by that. There we go. I still stand by that. You'll always be the Sylvie to my Aunt Babe. Um, <laughs> I love that little day together. And I think it was only right because Karen and Billy were off doing their on and off thing that Honey and... And Mitch go on their own little date. I mean, it was a bit awful when yeah. things weren't in the food department and Honey was like, I'll just have a salad. And Mitch was like, no, have something else. Have some more. And I'm just like, oh God, not this By again. the time she said no, two or three times, Mitch, stop persuading her to yeah. have it, Bless. right? It was starting to get on my nerves, yeah. especially when he then put it on a plate. Oh. Like obviously he doesn't know what she's I know. suffering from, but we do. What if she's on a diet or something? Or like she was allergic like, yes, exactly. He didn't think about any of the other possibilities. Of the other possibilities. He just was like, yeah, go on. Go on, have some more. And I'm just Eat like, them. oh, I wouldn't care as well. Because obviously it's just because Mitch is a bit dim, isn't he? Like he, he's not, well, he's not dim, but he's not like, he's got the emotional range of a teapot. Like <laughs> he's not very, you know, in touch with his emotions and and doesn't really have a lot of common sense when it comes to sussing those sorts of things out. So, so he asks his really young daughter for advice all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is literally bitch. Like, yeah. that is Mitch. He goes to, to Bailey for advice. Or Chantel. Like, who definitely has no sort of relationship advice to give him. Bless her. So yeah, um, bit of a bad date for them. Kind yeah, of, a bit. Kind of ended roughly, because then Honey then went, well, she did overhear him saying things about her, so... True, yeah. That's when you know a date isn't going well. You probably did that moment. Do you remember when we were in high school and I would, like, be slagging off a teacher and the teacher would be, like, right behind us? Oh, my God, we have some classic moments. Like, that is literally what just happened to, like, Mitch and Honey. Like, he's slagging her off and she's, like... I think, genuinely, in school, people thought your name was Connor Out. Get out! Because that's <laughs> all you ever heard, Connor Out. <laughs> <laughs> I was just precocious. <laughs> 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 and I used to warn you and be like, stop God, it now. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and just continue until I'd said way too much. Yeah. Like that is what happened with Mitch. He just basically slagged Tony off and just stood right beside him. And then devastated, she goes all the way back home and binge eats. Mm. And it was really hard to watch. It was probably one of the the most realist moments for Honey's Eating Disorder at the, like that we've seen. Uh, I've got people in my family who suffer from eating disorders and that is very, very on with them. Like That is so what it's like. And, and I think it, the way they've done it as well, Oni Sun, has been really good. Like They've done it quite subtly. So yes. you've only been seeing, like, I'm putting up. food down or mm. not wanting to eat it and there, that's when it really well, it did. It came made to a head and you actually saw, saw what she was going through. It was awful. That was such a big moment because I was like, God, it's making me feel sick watching her yeah. like, shove it all in her mouth and cram it all in. And obviously, like I think her eating disorder is getting worse because... With this whole pageant thing, she's very, very sensitive about Janet and how Janet looks and how she's going. Uh, she doesn't want Janet to be kind of like exposed to this yeah. world of, you know, gotta look perfect, gotta be this, gotta be that. And I feel like that's like at the forefront of her mind, and that's probably what's also spurning on a lot of this like more extreme eating disorder behavior. And it, it's just it's really funny how the two are playing off on each other. Mm. The the more Janet got involved it's in quite the pageant, clever actually, isn't yeah. It? yeah. The more Janet got involved in the pageant, the more Honey was deteriorating. Yeah. I have to say, the pageant did bring out some of the best moments ever for Janet and Lexi. <gasps> Janet's uh, headphones, by the way. Need to get How myself glam. some of them. I know. 
I have to say, I actually loved, I did not expect Janet to be DJing. DJ Janet lover. That was absolutely phenomenal. No wonder she won. She rightly deserved that. She absolutely slayed the night. Well, she nearly missed her slot because obviously yeah. she saw Honey being sick and mm-hmm. she was worried for her. I was like, oh, Janet. I know. It's nice to see Janet getting a bit of a storyline. Yeah. I know it's only a small storyline, but it is nice. I liked everyone getting together. Yeah. And like not letting the pageant push her out. Yes. Until she got there. I love that. I love it. I thought it was just such a nice little change to have Janet as a focal point. Yeah. We don't get to see Honey's children a lot, like being the main part of the story. A lot of the time we don't get to see a lot of the kids being a part of the story. So it's nice to see that. The, the pageant has brought that. We got to see Lexi do a lovely little tribute to her dad. She hit the nail on the head when she said, the bravest person who ever lived was a little boy who loved to dance like a princess. Beautiful. But then she danced. She danced. Like a robot. Now, I love that song as well, that mm. by Little Mix. She could have put a bit more into that. I know. She was not standing to attention when they were saying attention. I mean, what's happened to all these lessons ben, that she got off Ben? Ben put his heart and soul... <laughs> Into the promise by <laughs> Girls Aloud. He put his heart and soul into Lady Gaga's dances. That is the commitment and dedication I was looking exactly, for. Exactly, exactly. And that's obviously ultimately why when Janet does come out, she wins because she just absolutely rocks it. But while she has a great night, sadly, Honey doesn't. Well, Billy confronted her in the strangest way i have to say it was the weirdest thing ever because when he caught her being sick i thought oh he's gonna yeah look after her he's gonna sympathize with her instead he shouted in her face just the support you needed yeah just just the sort when someone's really down that's just what you have to do you just gotta boot them one last time like so many other approaches he could have took with that but he he made it her fault yeah he tells her that she's a terrible mother she can't even look after herself lovely that'll help billy what motivation? We did have some light relief this week, didn't we? Yes, a little bit. Just a smidge. Mystic Mo. <gasps> Definitely come along mostly ghostly next next time we do it. We have hired her. She will be here. <laughs> Mystic Mo. Mystic Mo. <laughs> I loved it because it was like a nod back to... Do you remember when she was recording people secretly? And oh, then she was pretending she was she psychic. Was psychic. <laughs> I loved that. And then it was also a good nod to... When she pretended Kat was dead. And then she pretended she was dead as well. Do you remember oh, that? When God, she got in the she coffin. Got in the coffin. <laughs> they are some of my favourite episodes. I howled at I them. I loved it. I loved where they're Jean in that episode as well, where she, she thought Kat was dead. She was like talking, e, yeah, she wanted to give you a great send off. And then Kat was like, but I'm not dead, Jean. <laughs> <laughs> and when Ian came round and Jean couldn't quite cope oh, with what it was to so say funny. it was such a good nod back to that because yeah. that is some of the best episodes ever i love them they're so funny so obviously daniel's alive yep uh jean's been meeting up with him mm-hmm. kush finds them at the allotments and jean mm-hmm. thought i know i'll stand up and pretend he's not here <laughs> pretend he's a ghost it's just me it's just me and he's like i know he's alive you what <laughs> it was like that moment of friends where it's like they know we know they know we yeah. know <laughs> It's just a bit like that. And they all sat there thinking, we could take advantage of this with Mystic Mo, because Mystic Mo (laughs) rightly wanted to do a seance and speak to Daniel. Well, who else would you hire? Mystic Mo's the best, the best there is on Albert Square. And obviously that was one of the best bits ever when she basically, she did her seance. And And Cush and Jean were in on it with Daniel and he walks in 
with his biscuits. I love it with his hobnobs. His hobnobs. I love it. I just, you couldn't make that up. That was the funniest thing ever. I love when Kat, like, obviously thought for real that, like, the dead had raised. done something. Like, yeah. She was like, Mo? <laughs> you, what? Mo's actually tell the truth for once. You can bring the dead, the dead back, back to, to life. life. Was Daniel Jesus? She's <laughs> <laughs> like a god. <laughs> Mystic Mo worshipped around the world. And then Kat was really annoyed when she found out he's been alive all this time. And everyone's like, yeah, we knew. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I just love it. It is so like on on with this like storyline it is it's been really nice light relief i know yeah. it's obviously like a sad bit because obviously daniel's unwell but it's been so much fun to watch them and they've had so much of a laugh so i see the slaters have a good time again. it is isn't it and also with all these i mean big storylines at the mm, moment and they've all very been big ones very very dark dark <laughs> very heavy this was some nice light relief yes, for us we need some more we definitely need some more for the podcast yeah it just makes it a little bit more easier to break it up now it's time for this week's slapping down and this week it goes to gray i mean who else could it go to let's be real i mean yeah he is scum of the earth might be gorgeous might but he's be, scum. Might be a yeah. hunk, but he's scum. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. There's there's nothing good you can really say about I mean, it broke Grey. Chantel's arm this week. And then made her feel like she was responsible for it. I'm sorry. Like, you need some serious help. You need therapy. But even your therapist probably won't see you now. I mean, she looked more scared than Chantel last time we went. And where is she? Yeah, where's she gone? So weird. <laughs> yeah, he needs a good slapping down. And now it's time for Hero of the Week. And our hero this week is... Janet! Janet! Of course it's Janet. Aww. It has to be Janet. And I love this week when she wanted to wear her pageant crown to school. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. She and deserves it. She's now Hero of the Week as well. She should wear that to school. She is a queen. I'm not I even, love her. I'm not even joking. Like, I actually think it was so good to finally say Janet... Getting a bit of the spotlight for a change. And she's a blooming good DJ. She is. I like that DJ. I mean, Karen loved that DJ. Do you see Karen? She was <laughs> raving away. She loved that. Loved that DJ. Karen but living her best life. Yeah. Took her back to the 90s. <laughs> loving it. So last week, we didn't actually give a rating because there was so much going on. We couldn't really pinpoint where we really wanted to go. Yeah. Uh, but if we were thinking, we'll probably give it a... 3.5? I will probably put a 3.5 for the Christmas stuff and then the new year. So this is, to us, a bit of a step up, actually. Yeah. So we're going to rate this week four, four Janets. Janets. Yeah, it has to be four Janets, doesn't it? Yeah, it it, I mean, they've tackled a lot of hard-hitting storylines and they've executed them brilliantly as well. So. Yeah, and they've given with lots of good, light, funny relief as well. Like So they've done it all. I feel like this was a nice step up from sort of the Christmas and New Year that, you know, some parts were good, some parts weren't great, but this definitely stepped it up again a bit. Like, I loved their focus on Honey, their focus on Grey and Chantel, and cried myself laughing at, like, all of the pageant stuff. and Mystic like, Moore was Mystic just Moore. brilliant. Uh, brilliant. Seeing Karen Raven to Janet Dejan, <laughs> everything. Mystic Moore resurrecting the dead, hilarious. So it has to be. Four Janets. Welcome back to Fan Fantasies. Well, we, me and Emma, 
dissect, enjoy, have a little giggle, and also read the best fan fantasies and fan fictions out there. This is one of my favourite segments. I know, oh my God, yes. I know it's very popular with people elsewhere as well. One is Sonia. Yeah, one is Sonia. And that's why she's back. That's why she's back. Obviously, if you aren't familiar with this segment, you should probably go back and check a previous episode of ours. Yes, smirking, reacting and problem solving, which was the bonus episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's episode 11. Go and check that out. And we do three chapters of Secret Passion with Bailey Owen. It's a good one. It's a, it's a real good one. But we are going to read the little intro and everything out again yeah. for those who haven't heard it or would like to hear it again. Yes. So Bailey Owen is the 16 daughter of Mel Owen. Mm. Is she 16? Or does Mel have lots of kids? I'm going to go with Mel has lots of kids just okay. because personally I prefer that story. She is a lot like her mother. She has a bad temper and likes to get her own way. I mean, it sounds like Mel, doesn't it, Emma? It does. Sounds like Mel. Wonder if she also drives into another car and then walks into into a, a truck. Into a truck afterwards. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's been put in. Oh, I hope so, because it's been updated since last time. I, I know we just in. noticed. Bailey and Mel have always been close, but when Bailey moves to Watford, <laughs> things start to change. Now, although it says Watford. There's a lot of things that are similar, aren't there, Emma? Well, in Watford, they also have Arthur's Bench. A Jack Brannan. Jack Brannan's also there, yes. Yes, a lot of them are all there. A lot of the squares there. <laughs> but it's still Watford. Watford. <laughs> when Mel starts to date Jack Brannan, thing I change. <laughs> just a thing. Just, just one. Just one thing. Just one, one thing, thing I change. Bailey... Can't help but become hooked on him. Oh, he's like a drug. She's addicted to him. She knows that she likes him. And she also knows that it is forbidden. And no thong <laughs> can happen. <laughs> can oh. happen between them. No thong. No thong can happen between them. Well, I mean, if if you're in this situation with your sort of stepdad and it's forbidden... Really, no thong can happen between you. No thong can. No thongs. You have to wear no thongs. <laughs> Jack Brown doesn't like thongs. <laughs> <sighs> but when she starts to get closer to Jack, it changes everything. Sorry, that just made me think of that song. Love changes, changes everything. Have you ever heard of it from like the 80s? I was thinking, love Love changes everything. (laughs) (laughs) Two completely different songs, but that's great. (laughs) Bailey and Jack soon start to have an affair. We love a good affair on EastEnders. Bailey knows that it's wrong and that when it all blows up, that Mel will hate her. How long will Jack and Bailey be able to keep their passion, their secret passion, hidden? And can it be more than passion? So where we left off, she was getting with Jack Brennan. Yeah, she was getting with him. Yep. So now we're on to chapter four. I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's can't wait to see what's happened. Do you want to go first? If you want. Can I be Bailey still as the speaking? 
like pause. Yeah, I was going to say, do you still want to be... Were, were you Bailey and Jack and I was Mel and Amy? I think so, yeah. Right, we'll go <laughs> yeah, with... If not, we're going with that anyway. We'll just change it around. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Okay. Bailey groaned to herself as she woke up in the bed next to Jack. <sighs> <laughs> Some nice improv. Thanks. Don't be like the sound effects. <laughs> she sat up and ran... And ran a hand. Just one hand. <laughs> Any hand. It could even be Jack's hand. A hand. <laughs> Just picks it up. <laughs> Jack's hand. <laughs> a hand through her hair and sighed <sighs> as the guilt hit her. It's like ASMR, this. We should do audiobooks. We social. Just fiction, though. Fan fiction. She remember what <laughs> had happened and how they had slept together <laughs> as the guilt hit her. Well, the guilt is hitting her. It's hit, uh, hitting her a few times now. She's getting times. bludgeoned to death by the guilt. She felt awful. She had slept with her mum's boyfriend. And she felt like an awful <laughs> person for it. Well, she is. <laughs> She's beaten that awful. She's feeling very home. awful Just and awful. very guilty. Bailey looked to Jack and sighed. <sighs> oh, I see signs now, the new smirking. <laughs> as she looked to him as he slept. She couldn't help but feel awkward over it. She stood up from the bed. Only awkward. Only awkward. Only awkward. <laughs> Guilt's gone. God, this is so cringe. I've just slept with my stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like, like trailer trash. Oh my God. <laughs> Should we put it on Twitter later? Yeah. <laughs> OMG, how awkward is this? <laughs> <laughs> Group chat. <laughs> <laughs> she stood up from the bed and ran a hand through her hair. Again. Just a hand. Just a hand. Jack's hands now be detached (laughs) from his body. She's just running that through. Is he alive? Because he's not noticed any of this. Feels like he might be dead. (laughs) (laughs) As she gathered her clothes off the floor, she sneaked out of the bedroom as she got dressed and sighed again. (laughs) I'm I'm sighing because I'm blooming tired of sighing. (laughs) (laughs) She sneaked out of the house and walked back over to her house and sneaked. Oh, it's a lot of sneaking inside. A lot of sneaking inside. Also, I'm confused. Yeah, did she not live Wasn't with them? Wasn't she in her house? Or maybe she... I thought... I don't know. Right, I thought... thought sorry. Because <laughs> I'm allergic to it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Emma's, Emma's allergic this time. She's allergic to a lot of sneaking. I was convinced that that was her house and Jack was staying over. Yes. That's what I got from the last chapter. Because then why was she at Jack's house if her mom wasn't there? That is odd. I thought she was in with her mom. Yeah. Like, how obvious would that be of an affair? You just <laughs> sneaked over to your mom's boyfriend's house. That's odd. So confused. Oh, she sighed. Oh, <sighs> There won't be any more air left in her lungs. She'll collapse. I'm surprised she's okay. <laughs> Between the sneaking and sighing. <laughs> she sighed and she realised how quiet it was. It's very quiet. And realised how quiet it was. <laughs> very, very quiet, yeah. So quiet. So quiet. So Can you even hear a pin drop? <laughs> She went to walk back <laughs> up to her room as she heard someone clear their throat. <coughs> I love how we both went for that. <laughs> Damn, it's the soundboard, soundboard boy. <laughs> Not again. You've pressed it again. 
barely sighed <laughs> as she turned around and saw Hunter. Oh. <gasps> Who was looking at her? Oh, and smirking! It's back. Smirking's back. Do you want me to be Hunter? Yeah, go on. Oh, it's you. It's me first. Don't even go there. <laughs> Bailey said as her brother looked to her and smirked. <laughs> <laughs> and where have you been all night? Oh, so forceful, Emma. Thank you. Why do I feel like like I Hunter like... and hers could get together? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really I mean, weird. Surprise and turns in here. Yeah, some <laughs> very secret passions. Some illegal <laughs> passions. <laughs> <laughs> some immoral passions. That would probably be the better title. He asked as she looked to him and glared. Don't. She said as he smirked. <laughs> <laughs> Is mum up yet? Bailey asked as she grabbed herself a glass of water as Hunter nodded. Don't worry, she left for work and had no idea where you were all night. Talking of which, who were you with and what was his name? Why does Hunter sound like her gay best friend? Like, oh my God, like, like what was where his were name? you? <laughs> like the proper stereotypical. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, from a brother angle? Yeah, I, I I couldn't does imagine really saying this to my siblings. Yeah, like, does he really need to know her sexual exploits? Do we remember what Hunter was like? Because this <laughs> is not his character at I all. I think he knows it's Jack Brennan. That might be why. <gasps> you know what he felt about him? I'm not talking to you over my sex life. Keep oh. quiet. It's not like I talk to you over Louise, is it? Over oh, Louise. He's oh. with Louise. Step back in time. Oh, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Let's do, do the, the time warp again. Oh, back when he was dating her and sex, well, not shooting her. <laughs> yeah, good old days. Good days. She asked as... <laughs> I love the word I just went on. <laughs> she asked. She asked as he looked at her and smirked <laughs> as she walked off. <laughs> oh, smirking. Over to you. Later that morning, Bailey stood in school and said, so there's been a time jump and okay. sighed as she listened as Louise talked to her about Hunter. Oh, this oh. is so weird. There's a lot of sex talk between <laughs> <It's like laughs> siblings, etc. I was having sex with your brother last night. It was so much fun. <laughs> OMG. And then Hunter's just <laughs> like, hey girl, like what? Like, and then Hunter's like, have sex and hey Bailey, <laughs> who you've been sleeping with. <laughs> I love it. Um, she looked to her and rolled her eyes, sick of hearing about her brother. Oh. Who's this? Who's Mouse? Who's Mouse? <laughs> also, <laughs> why would you be called Mouse? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so confused. No, way! Is Mouse... Is Mouse actually Louise? <laughs> 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 oh, I think it might actually be Louise, you know? No. I think so, and I think it might just have auto-corrected or, like... <laughs> They've typed mouse instead of Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're dead. <laughs> oh. Sick of sick of hearing about her brother. <laughs> it's, up, it's over to you, Louise. <laughs> or should I call you mouse? You can call me mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Do you think he likes me? Mouse asked Bailey, who looked to her and smiled. Oh, yeah, of course, smile again. 
Of course he does, Lou. I'm adding Lou because it just felt right. <laughs> she you know said, mouse. <laughs> Sorry, mouse. She moo. said, Moo. <laughs> of course he does, Moo. <laughs> of course he does, Moo. Uh, she said as she ran her hand. Posha went, Moo. <laughs> <laughs> moo. As she ran a hand. There's that hand again. A hand. Is it like the seven hands from the Adams family? See, like I was thinking it was one of those fake joke shop hands. She's got it up her arm. The little hands, like, take my strong head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> Running after her hair. Bailey couldn't stop thinking about Jack and the night that they sh- had shared. Bailey felt guilty knowing what she had done to Mel. Why don't you think a man? Knowing mm. what she'd done to... Yeah, okay. okay. Knowing what she'd done to Mel. But she couldn't stop thinking over it and what it meant. It meant nothing. You just <laughs> slept with him. Later. Later. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Later. Hat day. I love hat day. <laughs> Favourite day of the week. Best day. Hat day. <laughs> Later hat day, Bailey skipped school and sat in the park. So school's over for her. It's too much of a boring, boring place to write about. She went to the park instead. She looked up and frowned as she saw... What's Mel doing in the park? Oh, yeah. She looked up and frowned as she saw Mel, who was standing there and looking at her. What? She had her arms crossed over her chest. You're meant to be at school. Why is Mel in the park? Like, shouldn't what she? <laughs> well, she maybe to be in a fair, pub. Bailey asks a good question next. You're meant to be at work. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey said, as Mel walked over to her. Yeah, that kind of kind of with Bailey there. Why is Mel stalking children in the park? That's a bit strange. <laughs> You're meant to be at work, Bailey said, as Mel walked over to her and sat next to her on the swing and looked to her and <laughs> smiled. You're right. A lot, lot of actions in that one. A <laughs> lot of actions. I'm worried about you. You've been distant and not yourself. You know, you can talk to me. Tell me anything. I'm your mum. I won't judge you. Mel said as Bailey sighed. <sighs> I'm running out of breath to be able to keep doing that. She felt sick with guilt. It's nothing. I'm fine. It's not like you care. <gasps> Bailey said as she stood up and walked off. Over to you, Emma. Later that day, Bailey walked into the club where she saw Jack. Oh my God. He looked to her and smirked. Well, look who it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I put a device on for him. Just to differentiate. He teased as she looked to him and <laughs> sighed. God, I'm asthmatic. I'll end up having a flipping asthma attack. <laughs> doing all these signs. Imagine if you go to the doctors and you have to say it's because uh, you were doing this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dying. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk to you. Last night, it was great. But I don't want my mum to get hurt. I can't. She said as he stood up and smiled. Neither do I. Seductive. It's like Barry White. (laughs) (laughs) He said as he looked up to her and smiled before he leant in and kissed her. (gasps) Oh my God, he's doing this in broad daylight, Jack. What's happened? She merged into the kiss. Oh, sounds (laughs) like she's like fused with her skin. (laughs) She turned to jelly and fused into Jack. They will now be one forever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and kissed him back as she wrapped her arms around his neck as he lifted her 
onto the desk. Oh my God, this isn't public. And stood between her legs. <gasps> Hang on. So where is, is this? Is this in, in the office? Yeah. I'm guessing it's in the office. I hope this is not like on the bar table. Yeah, I was know. thinking that's where they'd seen each other. That's where I thought. Like you would have to walk through the bar before you got They're just there. doing this in front of everyone. <laughs> They're very exhibitionist. <laughs> <laughs> She moaned as she felt how turned on that he was. Oh, God. <laughs> he pulled her close as he buckled his belt, as he pushed... Is, is that unbuckled? I was going to say, why he... <laughs> He's tying it back <laughs> up. Down. Nope. No. Nah. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> as he pushed into her, causing her to moan. Oh, my God. They're they, really getting into it now. As they kissed passionately, as he moved in and out of her. Oh, Oh, God, that's where it ends for this chapter. Yeah. Oh. Chapter five, chapter five. Colin, chapter five. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for it? Ready, Anna. Here <laughs> I come. You, you can't hide. hide. <laughs> Gonna find <laughs> you. And me. <laughs> <laughs> I love how our podcast basically just becomes me and Emma singing. <laughs> and I love that so many people just... Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just let we do it. So, on with the show. Bailey sat in the kitchen and sighed to herself. <sighs> Jesus, I'm going right at it. As she sat eating her toast, she looked to Mel and frowned. What's going on with you and Hunter? You are both acting weird, Bailey asked as Hunter walked in and smirked. As Mel looked to her. Nothing, Mel said. I'm not stupid, Bailey said. Yeah, you are, Hunter said. As Bailey stood up and walked over to him. I love that there's no paragraph breaks at all. <laughs> well, you're brain dead, oh. Bailey said. As the two siblings started to fight, as there was a knock at the door as Mel walked over to Bailey and Hunter and pulled them apart. Pack it in, both of you. I have had enough of this. I can't deal with it. Bailey, go and answer the door. Mel said. Oh, really? That's very forceful there, there, Mm. Matt. Very forceful. Mel said, as Bailey looked at her and frowned. Oh, we're on a frowning now. It's gone from smirking to frowning. (gasps) Oh, no. Wait until she starts scowling. What am I? The door girl? (laughs) (laughs) Full of (laughs) comebacks. Bailey's comebacks are just everything. I'm going to start using them. I'm going to use the door girl one. That's nice. <laughs> Bailey, I swear to God. Mel said as Bailey sighed as she walked. As she walked. <laughs> and Anne said it and that it was Ray, her mum's estranged husband. <gasps> oh, Ray's just turned up. Who's going to be Ray? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'll be Ray since you're also Hunter if you want. Yeah, because I'm Hunter, Mouse, and Mel. <laughs> Mel. So you can be Bailey, Ray, and Jack. <laughs> I'm just still laughing about Mouse. Still gets us. Hello, Bailey. <laughs> he said. <laughs> I couldn't think of another voice. Hello, Bailey. <laughs> he said, smirking to her as Mel walked over. Ray, what are you doing here? She asked. <laughs> I wanted to see you. We didn't finish our conversation last night. That is, if your fiancé isn't about, Ray said. <gasps> fiancé? Wait. Jack? 
question mark. <gasps> Did <gasps> Bailey not know? Bailey asked. It's your turn. This not. <laughs> I think it's Mel. But, but she doesn't say Mel said it anymore. Anyway. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've read ahead. I get it right. Jack and I aren't getting married. But he proposed. We need to talk. I was confused as to why Ray was saying Jack and I aren't getting married. <laughs> 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 Ray's just had a change of heart. Jack's getting himself around all of Mel's loved ones. <laughs> really, the only reason Ray was murdering all of his wives. Because <laughs> he loved Jack. He loved Jack. He wanted Jack to himself. Baby, better watch out. <laughs> That's a different story. We need to write that. That'll be our fanfic. <laughs> I'm going out, she said, as she walked past Ray and sighed. <sighs> she ran a, a hand. hand. I caught that hand again. Ran a hand through her hair. How many hands does she have? <laughs> she's got like, she's like Vishnu or something. She's got like millions of hands. I'm still picturing those little toy hands. Again. So like Halloween. She's just running her hands through her, through her hair. Why does she always run her hands through her hair? Yeah. I don't know that many people who do that outside of adverts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she has a lot of boys at her blessings. Oh yeah, her blessings. <laughs> <laughs> just, just showering underneath. L'Oreal. Yeah, showering. Oh, she's underneath. worth it. <gasps> lovely, lovely. As she walked towards the park, where she threw up. Oh, she's oh. vomiting. She's vomiting now. Yeah. Lovely. Just jumped from, from walking to vomiting. She felt sick with him around. She didn't want him back in her mother's life, and didn't want to think about the past. <gasps> Was it? Oh my God. About what he had done to her. <gasps> oh, on to you, Emma. Later that day, Bailey walked out of the cafe with a takeaway coffee and groaned as she saw Jack. Oh, <laughs> that's the sound for the groaning. So like your stomach's <laughs> going. <"Wah." laughs> she looked to him and went to walk off. Bailey, wait, he said as she sighed and turned to face him. <sighs> What? She asked as he looked at her and frowned. What's up with you? He asked as she looked at him. (laughs) So what? You sleep with me? Then propose to my mum? And you didn't tell me? Bailey said as she went to walk off as he walked after her and grabbed her arm. Wait. No. Whatever we had, it's fine. We're over. Bailey said as she walked away from him. This is literally I love the that. best thing ever. It's like what a <laughs> person. You just have a load of <laughs> Wait, Connor. <laughs> but why, Jack? And I'm like, <laughs> she turned to him. Yeah, I love it. Bailey got home later. Hat day. <laughs> hat day again. Hat day again. Yes. Love it. Best day. Get your top hats out. She frowned as she saw Ray. It's great, isn't it, that he's back? Hunter said as she turned to face him and sighed. No, it's not. You have no idea what that man is capable of. There's a reason that mum left him in the middle of the night, you know. She won't have him around for long. Trust me on that. Bailey said as Hunter looked to her and frowned. What do you know? He asked as Bailey rolled her eyes. I'll try and roll them. Make a noise. (laughs) (laughs) More than you, I know he's bad news. Bailey said as she walked off to her room. Gripping this. Ooh. It's absolutely gripping this. I'm, I'm just in, in this. Later that night, Bailey sat in her room as there was a knock at the door. As Mel walked in, <laughs> can we talk? She asked as Bailey sighed. Is he leaving? 
Bailey asked as Mel walked over and sat on the edge of her bed and smiled. No, but don't worry. What do you mean, don't worry? Bailey, I know what he did to you. <gasps> oh my God, and no! He, and he is going to pay for that, I promise you, Mel said. She was planning on ruining him. <gasps> ruining him? Oh my Ooh. God. This deserves its own podcast. Like, I feel like... <laughs> We need we need a podcast to dissect this fan fiction. <laughs> well, we have a little idea we want to run past you. Mm. We would like to know if you have any fanfics that you want us to read. The weirder, the better. We want weird parents, new characters. Strange occurrences. God, it could be a crossover with Doctor Who for all we care. We just want weird, interesting, funny fanfics. So if you don't mind us having a little laugh, because you know what we're like. Yeah. We're doing it out of love. We're doing it out of love. We love this. Yeah, we, I'm actually invested I'm in this. I'm actually invested <laughs> in the storyline with what is Ray done? Like, what has he done? Send them to us. Get in touch. E20podcast at outlook.com. And we will be happy to share this at some point as we want to make fan fantasies bigger. This week's episode was sponsored by Phil Mitchell's Family Counselling. If your daughter is screaming in her sleep, just make sure your walls are insulated. Come to Phil's Family Counselling. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.